Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The NFL season is going strong. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Richard. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on the NFL. That's code Richard. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The volume. Championship. That should always be the expectation. I ain't mad at you. Go ahead. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. Another week, another week of surprises, Mitchell. I'm wearing black because it's a black day for the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Both teams took an L. I took an L. But you know what? There's hope. Richard, I'm also wearing black in your honor, but I'm I'm feeling pretty good over here in Detroit, Michigan, but Richard, we talked about it last week. We talked about it the week before then, the week before then, and the week before then. Any given Sunday. That has always been the model, right, in the NFL. Any team can win on any given Sunday. And sure as shit, we saw it this Sunday. Your San Francisco 49ers took a loss. Your Seattle Seahawks took a loss. The Philadelphia Eagles took a loss. You know who didn't take a loss? My hometown Detroit Lions did not take a loss. But Richard... We've got to start in Cleveland with your San Francisco 49ers. I know you're going to take heat tomorrow morning, so let's just get it out of the way right now. There's there's no heat to take. What the hell happened, man? Come on. I'm very impressed with how they played. They played a really good game. That defense is a legitimate contender. That's a legitimate defense, a legitimate. They, I mean, they're all time with some of their stats right now, how they've been playing all season, uh, especially in comparison to the 
pretenders we played last week. You know, the, the Dallas Cowboys were frauds. These were legitimate number one defense. And Miles um, Garrett is a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate. And that's disruptive. Jim Schwartz called a heck of a game. Um, it was a good learning lesson. Like I've said all year, I mean, sometimes you need a wake up call. You need a wake up call. You don't want to go undefeated and get the wake up call in the playoffs because then you don't, I mean, it's too late and it's over. Um, this team is going to learn from this. They were responded. They responded to adversity. Brock Purdy played a very tough game. Um, you know, had a lot of misfires. It was, you know, it's raining, muddy. He's dropping the ball, ball slipping out of his hand. And when the team needed it down the stretch, he completed passes. He got the ball down the field and they missed the kick. I'm sure Cal Shanahan is feeling the same way. I'm feeling very encouraged, very good. Uh, the injury bug hit them. That's one thing that I'm sure he's concerned about. CMC went out with the injury. Trent Williams walked out in a boot. Um, so you do got to address those things. Debo Samuel had a so shoulder injury that put him in street clothes in the second half. Uh, so those things are very concerning, but you look up at the game and you see a, a third and 11 that that's incomplete. And, you know, they give him a unnecessary roughness call that looked like a clean hit, uh, on the replay. Initially it looked like a clean hit, but whatever it's the game of football. People make mistakes. They, 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 they make bad calls sometimes, but Diamador Lenore, before he went out with a calf injury, was playing some really good football. He slipped on one play uh, to Amari Cooper. But again, it's the same thing I said about the Dallas Cowboys. They have a number one receiver on this team. Hmm. And he went up and made number one receiver type plays when they needed to have him. He made great plays. And you got to give him all the credit in the world. Uh, Randy Gregory had a sack in his first game. Nicholas John Bosa got a sack. So there were silver linings all over the place. But unfortunate loss but kudos to cleveland their defense is legitimate and i'm sure san francisco is going to make the necessary corrections to get back at it. well they they didn't lose to the sean watson richard they lost to pj walker and to your point you touched on it last week amari cooper is no joke and he made some big time plays for cleveland down the stretch throughout the middle of the game you know he put he put life into that offense like you said it was raining it was muddy. The elements were certainly in play in this game. Cleveland's got a hell of an offense. And unfortunately, the rookie Jake Moody did not come through in the clutch, had another missed field goal in this game. They they spent a third round pick on Jake Moody in this in this year's draft. I mean, this is this is gonna be a test for him because as you know, Richard, kickers, it's all mental. And, and how he recovers from this, it's it's gonna be telling. Yeah, I, I'm sure, I'm sure Robbie Gold is sitting somewhere. Uh, making sure that he's keeping his leg live because they're not going to stand for that in the playoffs. If he continues to to perform like this, he missed two field goals in a the game. They will call somebody else up that that is more reliable and that can get the job done. And you know maybe he doesn't have the leg to get it from 57, but within inside of 50, he was almost automatic. And he's still, I think it was 19 or 20 for 20 uh, in the playoffs and didn't miss. So. Um, that's one of those things you're you're kind of concerned about because you know you, you, it's a two score game and they missed two field goals. Cleveland missed the field goal, but again, Brock Purdy took them down the field when they needed it, gave him a chance, a forty something yard field goal, chip shot, get it in. He missed it. It is what it is. You know, give Cleveland the credit they deserve. PJ Tucker threw two interceptions, but did enough to get the win. Kareem Hutt played good. Jerome Ford ran the ball really well. Um, Martin Amberson had a, had the interception, Brock Purdy's first interception of his of the season. Uh, Amari Cooper, we talked about it, four catch for 108, some very dynamic plays, uh, huge play on a long, uh, that might have been a second second down or a third and long, but huge play, jump ball, got his feet in bounds, just acrobatic, made another play where he got down the field, made a guy miss. Um, 
you know, he, he played a good game and they got to correct some things. For a limited time, Verizon customers can get Netflix and NFL Plus for just $25 a month with Plus Play. That's $120 of annual savings. Plus Play is a platform where Verizon customers can shop, manage, and save on subscriptions you already love, like Netflix and NFL Plus. With NFL Plus Premium, you get access to live games on mobile, NFL Red Zone, NFL Network, and more. Just go to verizon.com forward slash plus play to bundle and save on Netflix and NFL plus today for a limited time only. Also, the Seattle Seahawks, my goodness, had every chance in the world to win that game. Mitchell, the defense, yeah, kudos to that defense. Um, kudos to Clint Hurt and that defense. Uh, obviously, Witherspoon, Tariq Woolen, um, I mean, Trey, Trey Brown, Trey Brown with the interception on Jamar Chase. You know, there was a lot of conversation before this game. They played really well. They executed at a high level. Bobby Wagner is looking like an all pro again, but you need offense. You need some offense. They hold them to 17 points. And this was an offense with, with Joe Burrow cooking. You know, they held Joe Burrow under 200 yards passing, um, held Jamar Chase under a hundred yards. But they could not score. They could not get points. They kept getting to the red zone and throwing interception. They got to find a way to protect Geno. That offensive line has been playing pretty good um, every week, week in and week out. And then this week, it was bad. He got sacked four times. He threw two interceptions. Tyler Lockett made a clutch play down the stretch. But again, they had a chance. They were first in goal. And they four chances, they couldn't get the ball in the end zone. So they have to get those things corrected. Um but shout out to their pass rush, the Seahawks pass rush. Jaron Reed is having a season of his life. Uh, Bofe Mafe having a great year, leading the league in pressure rates, got him a sack. Draymond Jones, they paid him a lot of money, got him a sack. So you can't blame the defense for this one. They're starting to jail. They're starting to develop. They're starting to get there. They need the offense to continue to fire. Well, Richard, you said it. I, I think Seattle was a better team in this game. They had all the opportunity in the world. They just could not convert in the red zone. I mean, this was deep into the red zone, too. I mean, they had opportunities. They could have settled for field goals. They elected to go for it on fourth down a couple times. Richard, obviously, Monday morning quarterback, you're going you're gonna to go play this game back. But, Richard, Seattle had an opportunity here. They had an opportunity here to convince me that they were one of the elites in this league. Their defense is showing up. Like you said, that pass rush is turning into something lethal. And it's coming. It's not just coming from the front four. It's coming from the linebacking core. And, and that's what's surprising to me. And then... Like you say, you got these guys in the secondary. They got a good young secondary. And Witherspoon and and, and Richard Sherman 2.0, right? Tyreek Woolen, if you will, right? And, and then we see it from, from the gritty vet, you know, picking them off late in that game. Trey Brown, you know, giving life to, to Seattle. I like Seattle going forward, Rich, but they got to figure out these red zone woes. That being said, let's flip to the Bengals because this was a must win game for them too. You know, a lot of critique. They start the season off one and three. Everyone's counting them out. Now they're three and three. I mean, the AFC, it's not as dominant as I thought it would be. I mean, it looks relatively wide open. The Chiefs look beatable. The Bills look beatable. The Bengals, they get this right. They might be right back where they were the last couple of years. Richard, are the Bengals back? 
I don't know, Mitchell. I don't know because they should have lost this game. Uh, Joe Burrows did not play. Joe Burrow did not play well. He did not get play as well as he did the week before. And, you know, everybody's been harping that he's much healthier. He's getting better. He's moving better. But he did not look great in this game. The Seahawks just did not want to take it over and win it. You talk about the Seahawks and how they played against your Detroit Lions. They were passing the ball all over the yard, and that's a really good team. And and for some reason, this week it just disappeared. If they scored and played like they did that game, they win this game convincingly going away, especially the way this defense is playing. So it, it, it's just kind of confusing and perplexing and vexing of sorts that their offense shows up one week, the defense doesn't show up. The defense shows up in a big way multiple weeks, now the offense is disappearing. I, I need everybody to show up to the party at the same time, and I think this is a heck of a team. And they, they it's still a long season, and they got a lot of that road ahead of them. They got the Arizona Cardinals next week. They can definitely turn it around there. You know, they seem to be – they had a good little run of playing good football, but they seem to be coming back down to earth and starting to realize they're the Arizona Cardinals with a bottom five roster, and they'll be picking top five in this draft. They got one win on the season. That's that's against those Dallas Cowboys we talked about. They beat them by 12, so that's that loss is looking worse and worse by the day. But hopefully Seattle can turn it around. They could be four and two um, going forward, and that's still – you're still feeling really good about yourself. Well, Richard, we touched on two teams that are inevitably declining in your power ranks, right? Between the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, let's talk about a team that is inevitably going to be rising through these power ranks. My hometown, Detroit Lions, go on the road into Tampa Bay, a hostile environment. They're wearing the the, the pewter orange. I mean, this, this is a throwback game, Rich. This is a old school NFC Central game, right? I mean, let's not forget these teams played in the same division for decades upon decades. This is what I grew up watching. Barry Sanders giving your boy John Lynch, your former GM, the business on a daily basis. You know, Jeez. Richard, Richard, they go into Tampa, they get it done by two scores, by two touchdowns, 20 to six. How I, I'm going to turn it over for you because I'm, I'm excited, but I don't want to drink the Honolulu blue Kool Aid too much. Richard, bring me back down to earth. Like, are, are the Richard, uh, are, are, are the Detroit Lions legit? Uh, should I like really be feeling this warm and fuzzy about this team right now? Well, Mitchell, feel as good as you want to feel because they are five and one, and they haven't been five and one since Jesus was a baby. And so you got to feel good about it, Mitchell. They're playing well. Jared Goff is playing really good football, and he has been a good quarterback throughout his career. If you can keep him upright, you can keep him from getting hit consistently, and that's what this offensive line is doing. They're taking pride in protecting that man. He's moving the ball well. He got a big-time weapon back in Jamison Williams, and he does one thing well, and he does it very well, and that's pushed the ball down the field. He threw him up a very catchable football, but very tough transition and, and adjustment that Jamison Williams made to make that catch and to get the ball down the field. That was very cool. Your guy, the sun God, Amon Ross St. Brown is again, looking like a pro bowl receiver, a top 10 receiver in this league. Uh, a true, uh, true number one. He's playing like that. When, when his number's called, when the game is online, tough situations, he's bringing the boat, the ball home. Uh, he's converting at a high rate and that defense, they held Baker Mayfield to no touchdowns or interception. Uh, 206 yards. Mike Evans, who's been having a really good season, who's been a little banged up with a hamstring injury, held him to four catches for 49 yards. Um, Chris Godwin held him under 100 yards. Those are two really good receivers uh, that they that they held in check. They held him without a touchdown in the game. I mean, six points. You got to give them all the credit in the world. Now they're leading the NFC North. 
but I kind of feel like I picked them to win the NFC North. Mitchell, did you I know did, something? You did. Perhaps. Uh, but you they did. are they deserve all the credit in the world. They're playing well. Dan Campbell deserves a ton of credit. Uh, ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, deserves a ton of credit because he's drawing up some really cool concepts that other teams are stealing because they are very effective. Um, you know who's stealing it, Richard? Your San Francisco 49ers are stealing it the same no, week. Let's, no question. Let's not, let's not forget that. Richard, you touched on Jamison Williams, and this was a huge storyline out of Detroit. Here's a top, it's number 12 overall pick a couple years ago that hasn't done anything. Coming off the ACL injury last year, we get, we give him that. But this year, you get involved in the gambling incident, get suspended six games, get it bumped down to four. He comes back last week, is really you know, not a part of that game, and, and the, the Detroit media is just beating this poor kid up. I mean, they, they, are, they want him out of town, and... Richard, I don't want to give up on him. He was an absolute rock star at Alabama, and, and you see it today. I mean, he had a, like you said, he had a tough, deep ball that he had to adjust to, made a huge play. If they can get him rolling, Rich, the sky's the limit for this offense. But you already touched on it with this defense, and I never thought that they would be part of this segment, Rich. But our friends over at Uber Eats, we've got a segment with them every week. You know this. Man. The almost, almost perfect defense where we highlight the NFL defense that put on the week's most dominating performance of the week. And this week, Richard, we're giving it to the Detroit Lions defense. I I didn't know that was possible. You already touched on it. This week, the the Detroit Lions held the Bucs without a touchdown, six points, picked off Baker Mayfield, made his life difficult back there, and and made this game, you know, which was relatively low scoring and close. They, They... Always gave it peace, peace of mind. Tampa went two and twelve on third down and was held to just two hundred and fifty-one yards. Richard, wow! I, come on now, Mitch. That's, that's a, a pretty, pretty good game. Yes, sir. That's the almost, almost perfect defense of the week. And remember, you can order almost, almost anything with Uber Eats, the official on-demand partner of the NFL. Go order now. We got a Sunday night game. You can watch it with your Monday night game. Go order now. Yeah, don't Richard, eat. Don't eat before this Sunday night game. You might throw up. What the Giants been putting on film? My goodness, you might not yeah, want to yeah, eat. Yeah, Richard, you, you're going to have to have a go have a conversation with the NFL because we talked about it last week. I don't know why in the world they keep putting these Giants on prime time because because they hate us. They hate us. They I hate guess, America. I guess they want to drive the ratings down more than anything. All right, let's go across the pond, if you will. Lamar Jackson gets the dub against the Tennessee Titans. I know it was early in your side of the world, 6.30 in the morning when this one kicked off. Uh, Baltimore, who the Detroit Lions have next week, get an eight-point win. Richard, did anything stand out to you in this game? Is Baltimore a team that you consider a contender? Uh, I mean, a lot of people consider them a contender. I'm not on the boat yet. I, I don't consider them an elite team yet. They have an elite talent in Lamar Jackson. They have a lot of question marks at receivers. Zay Jones played played probably his best game in the National Football League. Mark Andrews has been consistent, one, consistently one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. Jadavion Clowney probably had one of his best games as a pro with two sacks and a lot of pressures. He looks very comfortable. But it just looks irky-jerky. They never looked like they were in control of this game. Tennessee was actually in control for a lot of this game. Ryan Tannehill went out the game early, and then Malik Willis went 4 for 5 for 74 yards, but he didn't play as well as his stats looked. Um, Derrick Henry only had – Derrick Henry had 12 receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown. Is that right? Well, that's pretty crazy. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting at an interception, but 
I just don't know. I think this next game against the Detroit Lions will show me a lot. If they beat the Detroit Lions, I'll put them in that contender conversation because Detroit has been running amok in the National Football League. They have beat some really good teams. Um, it's starting with the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, they were without uh, Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, but at the, in this league, it doesn't. people do not care and they do not remember. They only remember who won and who lost. Uh so I want to I want to put them in the conversation, but until they show me consistency and beat an elite team, uh, they lost to Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. So that's why I'm not really ready to put them in there yet, Mitch. Well, Justin Tucker only kicked six field goals this game. That that is that's something that we need to call out. You know, I mean, you go to London, you want to watch these games, and you see nothing but field goals. Um, Richard, I'm I'm with you. I think Baltimore is kind of hovering, you know, and I think this game next Sunday against the Lions is going to tell a lot for both squads because if the Lions are able to go on the road to Baltimore and get a win, I've, I will officially be ultimately shocked. You know, I will come on this podcast afterwards either in a full suit or shirtless because I'll be so excited. It's either going to be a business trip or I'm just going to be so pumped up coming off a bender for the day that it, either one, Richard, one of the two. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower lather up with the news sports talk comedians or movie reviews connect with that 3 hour philosophy show change the drive into work in traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. That's why I was yawning, Mitchell. Because you know what? This team right here is just an absolute juggernaut offensively. You know, I know they're playing Carolina. Uh, Carolina got up on them early, 
and then Miami just slaps 42 points on the board. When does it stop? Because Miami looks unbeatable. I know they're at home. I mean, let's see what they do in the elements. Let's see what they do, you know, late in the season when they're up north playing a playing in the playoffs in an open air stadium. But right now, Rich, when they're playing in 85 degree heat and sunny, they look unbeatable, at least offensively. Richard, let's talk about contenders. Yeah, I mean, I expect What are your thoughts about Miami? I like the way Ejero Evero had this deep Carolina defense playing early. They don't have the talent. They don't have enough talent right now to stand up against a team in an offense like that. They they have on offense. The skill positions in quarterback are literally leading the league in every category. The running back, Raheem Mostert, and this this is keeping a chain off of it. Raheem Mostert leading the league in, in rushing touchdowns. Tariq Hill leading the league in receiving touchdowns. Tua Tunga Vailoa is leading the league in passing touchdowns. I mean, you can't do any better than that, Mitchell. I mean, this is the best offense that we've seen in a long time in the National Football League. They they're they're moving the ball, they're scoring, they're putting points on the board, they're getting yards. But it, it, you got to give Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers some credit. They put up a fight. They battled them. They did not make this easy. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan and you were in the first quarter, you were you probably sobered up from your from your you know what you thought would be a very easy walk walk winnable game. And then they scored 35 unanswered, and then you felt a lot more comfortable. But Adam Thielen is having having a pretty good season to be the only guy oh, they yeah. have over there. He's making catches. He's a quarterback safety net. They know the ball is going to him, and he's still being productive. Uh, Tua played a good game, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 21 of 31 for uh for 262. Raheem, another great game. Uh what what, what is it? Three, three touchdown game for Raheem Mostert, uh two, two rushing, one receiving, 17 rushes for 115. Tariq had a crazy backflip interception before he got hurt. Looks like he's having fun out there. Hopefully he's not gonna miss any extended amount of time because he's on his way to have a record breaking season, and that record has been there for a very long time. Was that Megatron's record? Is that Megatron's record? It might be. I mean, he's he's Raheem Mostert is the revelation for me right now, Rich. I know you played with him for a few years in San Francisco, but did you see this coming? I know he's fast, but dude, he's spinning, he's jumping over guys. He's got eleven touchdowns, twelve touchdowns on the season now. I mean, this is this is a guy for all the fantasy football players out there right now that is going to win you guys a league, Richard. I know you loved him as a teammate in San Fran, but did you see this coming when he moved down to Miami? Yeah, I actually did see it coming because he went with Mike McDaniel. He went with Mike McDaniel, and Mike McDaniel and Raheem Mostert had some really great games for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, he the speed kills in this uh, wide zone, inside zone, mid zone offense, and he's got a ton of it. People thought after his injury he would slow down. He didn't play a ton of running back coming into the league. He was a special teams guy, special teams ace majority of the time. So he doesn't have the the wear and tear that a lot of backs have in, in year nine. So what you're seeing is a guy that's probably still right in his prime, showing off, showing that he's going to be a pro bowler this year if he keeps it up. You're going to have a hard time keeping him off the pro bowl and all pro list, and that's with – Great running backs like Christian McCaffrey out there. This guy is leading the league in touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. The yards are there. The, the receiving touchdowns are there. He's dynamic in multiple ways. Um, they don't pay running backs or else they would they would definitely be paying this guy. guy. But I can Well, can't. and Richard, lucky for Raheem Mostert. Shout out to Raheem. He is our making it look easy player of the week brought to our friends by Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm, as Richard said. Raheem Mostert made it look super easy this week. This guy, 
He's, I'm telling you, he's going to win some fantasy football championships for you guys. If you guys are ever injured, we encourage you to check out Morgan & Morgan. Go to ForThePeople.com slash Sherman or dial pound law. That's pound 529. Winning in this league is hard, but hiring Morgan & Morgan is easy. Richard Raheem Mostert, our Morgan & Morgan, making it look easy. Player of the week. Shout out to your former teammate. Um, let's go it. to the... Let's go to New York. We saw a shocker. And this we we started off this, you know, this podcast with any given Sunday. And this certainly was any given Sunday. The Jets look different now. I don't know if, if Zach Wilson has gotten more comfortable or if it's the defense or if it's a combination of both. But anytime you beat the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, and and a nail biter for the most part, that they were they were down to the wire with this game. And the Jets come out victorious. Richard, talk to me about the Jets. Have they turned the corner? I mean, have they overcome the emotions of losing Aaron Rodgers? Do you see this team competing for a playoff spot down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, they're a they're a well-coached team, and they're battling. I don't think many teams could have got off the mat losing uh, the, the guy you traded for, the, the uh, you know unquestioned leader of your team. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League. The first week of the season, when you have the all these expectations, a lot of t- people would mail it in, coaches included, and say, oh, well, oh, woe is me. You know, feel sorry for themselves. Why does this got to happen to us? Oh, we hate it. And you know what they did? They said, you know what, strap it up. We're going to go out there, regardless of the circumstances, and we're going to put it on tape, especially this defense. We're going to battle our tails off every week, and that's exactly what they did. They came in here against a team that just went to the Super Bowl in the Philadelphia Eagles, a well-coached, well-manned, talented football team, and they held them down all the way throughout the game, and they battled them. Every, Every test they Every test throughout the game, they passed. They kept passing tests, kept passing tests. And you got to give Zach Wilson a lot of credit. He didn't play a perfect game, but he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't lose him the game. 19 for 33 for 186. Solid game for Zach Wilson. Don't turn the ball over. Zero turnovers is the big important thing. Brees Hall, 12 rushes for 39 yards. Nothing special, but that touchdown reigns big, reigns supreme. Garrett Wilson, one of the best uh, games of his season. Eight catches for 90 yards. You got to give them a lot of credit, but it was that defense. The Tony Allen interception late in the fourth quarter, almost a pick six, is what really determined the outcome of this game. Obviously, Bryce Hall, who was who was subbing in for DJ Reed, they they were without both of their starting corners. They were without DJ Reed and Sauce, and I didn't think it was possible for them to stick around in this game without DJ Reed and Sauce. But shout out to Bryce Hall; he played an outstanding game along with the interception. Quinnen Williams, who was all over the place all night, had another interception. Four turnovers total. They forced a, a, a fumble on DeAndre Swift, who's a very short-handed back, hadn't fumbled on the season. He's playing as well as anybody, but they held him for eighteen to eighteen yards. Um, they held all their running backs combined for 33 yards. It was a really good game. Even when Philly's defense showed up in a big way, they, it, Hassan Reddick played his best game of the season, two and a half sacks. Um, yeah, Josh Sweat had a sack. They had five sacks as a team. Did not, did not lose confidence. The Jets did not. Salah, Salah, when Quinnen, uh, Quincy Williams made the, the game-saving tackle at the end, or, you know, you see him doing his celebration with his players. The enthusiasm, the confidence, the belief, and the faith that this man has in his players and how much effort. That's why they're playing so hard for him because they know this man is fighting for them each and every day. Going to 
watch film and find out every single little nugget that he can find to give them a best shot um, to win the game. And that's what they're doing. They're battling. I, 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 they're going into a bye to get a little healthier. They're getting some encouragement. I don't know what Aaron's doing. I don't know what he's doing. Because he's six weeks out of surgery, and he's out there playing catch, throwing, and pushing off the, the surgically repaired foot. Ruh-roh. <laughs> Ruh-roh. I don't know, Mitchell. I, I've never seen nothing like it. I, at six weeks after surgery, I was still I was still on a scooter. I was saying I'm not talking scooter Braun. Like <laughs> Mitchell, I was not throwing playing catch or anything. So it's 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 definitely encouraging. And I'm sure his teammates are seeing it and finding some encouragement. I don't know if he's doing that on purpose, but man, he's giving those guys hope and they're giving the 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 Jets fans a lot of hope. J E T S Jets, 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 two wins in a row heading into the bye. Feeling good. That's that's huge, and it's all gas, no breaks with Robert Sala, as you know, Richard, and this defense did just that, four turnovers, but a little bit on Zach Wilson. You see this maturity in his game, and you touched on it briefly ago. Like, no no turnovers on his side. I know he didn't have the yardage. Statistics weren't there, but he was given his big-time playmakers on the outside those opportunities. You know, Garrett Wilson's going and making some big plays, eight catches, 90 yards. I mean, this is something – that we saw when we watched in the Thursday night game when Russell Wilson was not giving his wide receivers any chances at all. I mean, that's the biggest thing with these quarterbacks. Zach Wilson, be conservative with your approach. Be a game manager, but give your big-time playmakers those opportunities to make big-time plays. Garrett Wilson bailed them out with some big-time plays today. Richard, these Jets going into the bye, we'll see what happens. The Eagles, on the other hand, next Sunday night, we finally get a good primetime game against the Miami Dolphins. Could they be going back-to-back -back losses here? They could easily be going back-to-back -back all losses because of the injury bug. Again, these, these big-time contenders, these heavyweight fights, uh, they lost Lane Johnson, one of the best tackles in the National Football League, and then you saw the difference. Quentin Williams and Bryce Huff. Uh, really, really start getting after the quarterback once once uh, Lane Johnson went down. You could see the difference between Lane Johnson being there and Lane Johnson not being in in there. There were a lot, there was a lot more pressure, and then you saw the reaction from Jalen Hurts. Probably his worst game as a pro. Three interceptions against his defense, and they weren't they weren't just gimmies. These were earned interceptions. These guys are in the right place at the right time, making big plays. And it could have been a fourth. It could have been a fourth if Jay, if Jay White Jay Whitehead had it. Uh, held on to that one at the end. It could have been four interception day for him. So he, they got to go back to the drawing board there. They got to find a way to protect him. They got to find a way to protect the ball. But great for the Jets. Great for Robert Salah. Couldn't be happier for him. Going into a bye, get to rest, get to keep preparing. Oh, good stuff. And another one of our former coaches, D'Amico Ryans, coaching in Houston. And people said they're supposed to be giving up on this season. They're not even supposed to be trying, Mitchell. They didn't, they didn't get the message. Because this Saints defense is really good. And, I mean, he didn't play the perfect game. But C.J. Stroud, young guy, threw two touchdowns, threw for 199 yards, 13 to 27, did enough to win the guy, the ball game. And his go-to guy right now is Nico Collins, and he showed up for him. It's just great to see inspired. They're playing inspired football, Mitchell. They're playing, going out there and fighting for, for their coach. Play in and play out. You, you talk about the talent disparity. Saints got a really good roster. Derek Carr threw for 353 and a touchdown, but that interception was crucial. The the stats kind of look padded at this point, Mitchell, because they are empty stats because they only threw they only they only scored 13 points. Right. 
Well, a lot of this game is much like the 49ers game. I mean, San, uh, New Orleans, they had a lot of trouble, a lot of kicking woes. I mean, their kicker missed a, a chip shot from 11 yards out, you know, and, and then another one leading into the half. This game could have been totally different but for those missed field goals. But, Richard, to your point, this Houston Texan team is certainly the surprise of the league right now. C.J. Stroud looks to me to be the most NFL-ready, surefire you know, future, I don't want to say star, but very reliable starter, you know, for Houston going forward. I think they have a legitimate placeholder in place at QB for the next five plus years, at least with CJ Stroud. They really, they, they were ballsy in that draft. You know, they traded a future first and, and they moved up. They got, they got you know, what, two top three picks and they made moves. CJ Stroud's doing his thing. And this wasn't his most efficient game, you know, 13 to 27, 199 yards. But to your point, he's finding his favorite players. Nico Collins, Robert Woods. This team might mess around and make a playoff spot. Who knows? And that would be certainly a huge story. I know D'Amico Ryans has got to be happy being out there in Houston. I certainly did not see this coming. And they are another team that's going into bye with a big win. And the Saints got the Jags. Thursday night football, Rich. We finally get a big-time game for you to go to. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We we haven't talked about Jacksonville yet, but they're coming off a big win. They're playing some really good football. They had a win last week and beat the uh, beat the Buffalo Bills. They're playing some really good football. Trevor Lawrence is playing the best ball of his career. I can't wait to watch that game. We're going to have a lot to talk about. This Saints defense, we were really high on them coming into the season, and they played well throughout the year. But right now, there's a lot of concerns. You just lost to a rookie quarterback. Um, you, you look on the sideline, everybody's the clip that's going viral is, is Jameis Winston talking to Alvin Kamara and Alvin Kamara are like, I know I don't get it either. I don't know what's going on. I don't get it either. Yeah, Kamara, I don't know what's going on with y'all either, but y'all got to get it fixed and we'll be there to see if y'all get it fixed next week on Thursday night football in the NOLA. Yes, sir. Well, Richard, I don't know if there's a hotter seat in football right now than in new england at that oh, head coaching I, position I bill belichick ice cold Mitchell. rich I, I i know that but if it weren't for his name i'm sorry whoever was at that helm right now would be on the hottest of hot seats he the only reason he's not is because he's bell belichick and he's that that name alone can buy him more time but these new england patriots richard they look like the worst team in football and i don't think it's really even relatively close i know the carolina panthers are winless but i'm telling you there there is no way that carolina loses this new england team um mac jones looks a little bit better 200 yards you know 24 33 at the interception but the identity for this new england patriots team is just not existent the Raiders, you know, are 500 now. They got a relatively easy schedule these next few games, minus playing my Detroit Lions. But, uh, Richard, let's start new with New England. Like, your true thoughts about this franchise, the state of the New England Patriot franchise right now. They are awful, Mitchell. They are awful. And usually you would give them that they're well coached, that they're well coached. They do the little things right. Usually in New England, regardless of where the talent level is, you know they're going to do the little thing. They're going to put their guys in positions to be successful. They're going to play good defense. They're going to mix it up multiple. They're going to have a bunch of nobodies that that play play well and play play well in big games. They're going to get J.C. Jackson back. But you're not seeing that right now, Mitchell. You're seeing a lack of talent. You're seeing a lack of execution. At the end of this game, Max Crosby called games. 
Mitch, they chipped him with a tight end and then blocked him with a tackle. I still think he got there in less than three seconds. Like, that's yeah. bad ball, Mitchell. And he was, and Mac Jones was already sacked by the time he got there. So, again, we talked about this last week. We're going to keep talking about this. Bill Belichick is not going to get fired. He's not. He's earned the right to go out on his own. He'll he'll have to resign and say, Hi, hey, I'm done coaching. If he doesn't do that, he'll be the coach of the New, New England Patriots going forward. Robert Kraft won't be the owner that fa- fires him. I don't I don't imagine after everything he's done to that for that franchise. That'll that'll be more than big time news because no coach is going coming in and fixing this. Like you're you're not going to just inject uh, uh, multiple levels of talent in here. You guys look like you're going to be picking top five, so you got a chance at a quarterback. Do you do you get rid of Mac Jones and go for one of the young quarterbacks in the draft? Maybe, yes. probably, but that's not going to save you because you don't. Your receiving core, Kendrick Bourne, is having a pretty good good year, but outside of him, there aren't a lot of things that to feel good about um, on the receivers. You, you, Ramon Stevenson is having a solid year, but again, it's not great. It's just he's a guy. He's a guy that's doing it and playing well for this team, but. You're losing game after game, and you're about to go to the Buffalo Bills and likely be one and six. I mean, like like we've said, Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady is getting worse and worse and worse by the day. They had they had twenty four home losses in seventeen or so years, seventeen some odd years, maybe eighteen some odd years with Tom Brady. Twenty four, Mitchell. Since he's left, they've gotten twenty five. And this wasn't a home loss, but that's just to, to tell you. And they, I, I, I mean, they don't even get to the red zone. This is the first time they made it to the red zone since week two. It's just terrible all around. And you thought that bringing in, um, bringing in a new offensive coordinator would help. Um, Bill O'Brien, who's been a really good coordinator in this in this league for for a long time, you thought bringing him in would would help and uh, stabilize Mac Jones and give him a shot, but. It hasn't. It really hasn't. And it hasn't materialized that way. And I mean, you got to start to, again, speak to Bill Belichick's legacy. Does he want to see his legacy keep getting diminished? He's now, I think, 16 games under 500 without Tom Brady. And it's only going to get worse. If you go in and have a 2-15 and season or something like that, what does that say about you? This is an organization that's always been forward-thinking. You know, ahead of the game, they 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 got rid of Logan Mankins early. They got rid of Chandler Jones early. They tried to trade Rob Gronkowski early. You know, at what point did they look to the head coach and upper management and say, hey, maybe it's time to get rid of Bill Belichick early? Because I don't know if there's anything. I don't even know if having the first overall pick, drafting a, a new quarterback, you know, is going to change this organization's trajectory in the near-term future, Richard. This is demoralizing to watch. Shout out to the Raiders for getting a win. Wasn't really all that impressed with them, but, you know, they get the Bears next week. They get to continue this momentum forward. I I don't know what else to say, but Richard, there's not a lot to say other than they got to make a decision. They did not walk away from Bill Belichick early. Mitchell, you can't say that. They're one and five and about to be one and six, and they could be looking at a two, three, maybe four win season. Um, and, and you, and and again, most people would say it'd be crazy to fire him because what are you going to do? You're not setting the next person up for success. You're setting them up for failure. So even if he says, Hey, I resign after the next, after the season, who are you going to bring in to save you? 
nobody's taking that job. Not not anybody with, with any kind of sense. You're not taking that job and saying, man, I can fix New England Patriots. The Patriot way. We don't pay anybody. We don't do anything. Nobody wants to coach like that anymore. Nobody wants to coach and be cheap and be hard on their players and all that. All the coaches that are having success now are doing it in a way. They're playing music at practice. They're relating to their players. They're listening to their players. They're coaching them, having fun with them, being being personable. Not just being, oh, the Bill Bar Parcells and Bill Belichick ways, our way or the highway. I'm not going to speak it the media. Yes, no, be preparing <laughs> for our next opponent. I mean, it all sounds good when you're winning. It all works well when you're winning. When you're not winning, Mitchell, looks weird. It looks very weird. Richard, this concludes our, week, uh, our weekly oh, recap. First off, so first off, uh, shout out to Jimmy G. You hope that he's healthy. You hope that he makes it through. He left the game in an ambulance uh, with a back injury. Praying for him, praying that he 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 walks away from this. He's he's fine. It's nothing serious, but that was a serious incident. He was replaced by Brian Hoyer, who played a solid game, but you never want to see a guy leave an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy G's got to get his, his health in order here. You know, like I said, the Raiders have an opportunity to continue this streak. And um, I know he's a big time teammate of yours, Richard. You have a lot of respect for him. Uh, Richard, I will let you sign us off as we conclude this week's uh weekly recap. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, as always, you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us for another week, another recap. Keep joining us. We're going to keep letting you know. Keep it real. You know how it goes. The Richard Sherman Podcast. Hit the subscribe button if you're new. You need a clue. Playing who's who. All that good stuff. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a trapper. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Appreciate you joining us. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.